The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. What's up, Notebook Wager and boys? Q here. I got Maddie, J Cam, and Smitty sitting across from me. It's a beautiful day. Another weekly edition. We're going to talk a little NFL playoffs, talk a little NCAA national football title recap. We'll dabble in a couple other sports to end the show. It's, it might be a little quicker one today, uh, just with lack of games going on in the NFL. Um, and then we'll start transitioning to more of a college basketball show as we get closer. Um, to the end of the season. Smitty, Jason, Maddie, what's going on, fellas? Well, we're I'm sitting here. We our Steelers did not make the playoffs because Hughes Dolphins somehow, some way, got past the New York Jets. I can't believe it. I mean, when did the New York Jets let anyone down ever in their history? But uh it was a good way to finish the season. Kind of a waste of draft capital now that they didn't get in the postseason. Um, especially when you look at the conditions of some of these lower seeds in the AFC, I think Steelers are actually probably the fourth best team in the AFC right now, just because they're healthy. Um, but I'll get over it and just trying to move into college basketball. Got the hockey going and, uh, all the other sports that are in full go. What are you about you, Maddie? Uh, I'm in the same boat with you. Uh, good ending of this season for the Washington Commodores. Uh, what the Admiral major Tutty, good finish there. I mean, Hopefully they stick with Sam Howell. Uh, I'm sure they're probably not going to. They did fire their OC, which I think is a good thing, but Rivera still sticks around after yet another not winning season. Uh, A sport we're forgetting about, though. Golf kicking off. And Smitty and I love some golf. Jason's in a golf league with us, too. I can't wait. We'll drop a couple plays on that later. Smitty, what do you got from Man-Ass Virginia, buddy? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Great to be here. Nice to see everybody. The full team is here again. Yeah, just best bet winner tonight in basketball. Uh, Came back. I had nine in a row. Tough one last night. UNC let me down. Man, it was so close. But star player, ankle injury, about a minute 19 in the game. You know, it's not good when your star player is going down minute 19 in the game. But, hey, they played well. They ran out of gas. They they do some dumb things late in games. And, you know, it kind of cost me last night. Came back tonight, gave out the Riverhawks, uh, UMass, Lowell, I think they're pronounced. Kid, funny story here. Kid that I taught, he plays on the team. A uh, little um, Manassas kid is on the team. I think he, he didn't do much tonight. I think he only had about two points. Me and Q were talking off air on that. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of funny. Uh, team's good. I gave it out. Um, big winner, so – We'll sweat out the rest of the card tonight, but I'm excited to be here, talk some NFL, recap some stuff, but check out the college best bets, doing really well. I'm 45 and 20 right now on the best bets, so check it out. Awesome. Sounds like we're all in good spirits. We're going to have another great show tonight. Uh, First, before we get to the NFL playoffs, let's just touch base real quick uh, because the slaughter roll was in effect Monday night, 65 to 7. Georgia just stomps TCU. 
Um, I just want to make it known. I, I pretty much not on the air because I missed the show prior, but uh, all these people, you know, they were saying this when TCU beat Michigan, you know, TCU is going to cover TCU is going to cover. And I said, the worst thing that could have happened to TCU was Ohio state making that game close with Georgia because they literally should have lost the game. If they had any competent, you know, kicker in that moment, Ohio state's playing for that. Georgia got woken up. They played pissed off. They were being disrespected saying, Oh, it's too hard to win too. You know, you're just going to go, you know, fall asleep and, and just kind of mosey in against TCU and TCU shocked the world. And they just murdered TCU. I mean, that literally was like, you're backing out of your driveway, getting ready to go to work. Thought you felt something, go to work, come back. And you're like, Oh, what's that dried up dead frog doing in the driveway? It's been there a while. Yeah. Well, they just got ran over and it was like a semi just drive in reverse. I mean, it was disgusting. What'd you guys think? I'll, I'll just jump in. It was uh, all I wanted was a good game. I, I didn't have any action on it. Uh, a couple player props, which even just fizzled out. But man, that was it was Georgia equals Mike Tyson, TCU equaled Hurricane Peter McNeely, and it was just misery out of the gate. I mean, they did make a quick adjustment in the first uh, quarter. Sonny Dykes did realize that hey, they're going to bracket on Johnson, and hey, let's get let's get the other guys. Uh, and they made it what ten seven or seventeen seven. I was like, yeah, okay, it looks good. And then just immediately, just no chance. It was it was truly over after the first quarter. It was ugly. I turned it off, and then I switched over to a little WWE. J Cam can appreciate that. So uh, with that transition, J Cam go. Well, I'd like to clarify that uh, this podcast has not been sold to the Saudis yet. Uh, this, there's some rumors out there, and the WWE hasn't yet either. Um, but, you know, there's always time and money. You know, we can be bought. Um, money talks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, TCU is just uh, – I don't know even what to put on it. I mean, you saw Georgia at their best, and you basically saw just, you know, a good team, probably not an elite team in that final game, and that's what happens to them. I mean, there's such a recruiting disparity between those two schools, and TCU recruits well. I mean, but the Georgia's just at such a high level. Uh, you know, I think the thing that really caught people by shock was when the second team for Georgia came in and there was literally no drop-off at all, and you just see how deep that football team is. And I feel bad having old boss at TCU alum, play for them as a walk-on. You know, he bleeds purple and white, and uh, I haven't talked to him yet, and I think I'm going to give it about three months before I actually bring it up. So, there's hey, I think he does. got bled out. <laughs> well, well, wait a second, though. He actually can parlay that into a nice high because the TCU hoops team is actually playing really well. Yeah. Jamie Dixon's got them it's, fired up. It's yeah. Texas. Come on now. You know it's all. Hey. <laughs> in yeah, I, you know, I, I, I jumped on Georgia in that. I had a minus 13 and a half. I did play uh, Edwards kid running back. You know, they have so many guys that were running the ball. I mean, I, I think I – text you guys i think four out he was four and one last uh five i think over 49 and a half i had it if i remember that correctly but he got hurt on special teams that kind of threw it a little bit and then it just got so bad but yeah that was one of the biggest uh whippings i i've watched in a long time and then you know the, i think the great thing was dr brent sent in the next uh the next day the schedule for them next year it's not that tough and they got oh, they're gonna they're getting, they got a lot of guys coming back, and that quarterback Beck is, I think, a four or five star kid. Looked like he had a big arm, played a little bit, was throwing the ball. Man, Kirby, smart man, just he he's kept a foot on the pedal, man. I love. Did you hear his? 
his little uh, locker room speech, some people didn't like, cause I guess he cursed about like 65 times in a little, like about a, less than a minute, but man, whatever he said, I listened to some of it, whatever he said, he got the boys fired up because they came out and that was a whipping and shame on Michigan, man. I'm a Michigan fan. You should have been in that game. And listen, I, Michigan, I'm not saying, I'm not going to sit here and say Michigan was going to beat Georgia because Georgia was going to beat anybody if they played like that, but it would have been nice to see Michigan in that game. Yeah, we'll, we'll save the Michigan beatings for whether they can get ready for a bowl game until the fall. So we'll, we'll put that on a back burner until August. Yep. <laughs> well, I'll tell you that I think that game, I think that game to wrap it up, Jason, I, I liked your point where you just said like the second teamers came in and there's no drop off. You know, we always talk about it, obviously, the talent and the speed. And you really just saw it there. I mean, I hate to say, it, but this NIL has driven, in my opinion, the SEC even further up the the totem pole, you know, they have the money, they have the boosters, they have the the South, you know, pride and things like that. Um, it, it's just, I think it's bad for the sport in a sense, the NIL, they got to control that because SEC is just going to run away and be a mini NFL league, in my opinion. But I also think this game reinforced the need for a 12 team playoff. I mean, you look at this, like, I mean, I hate to say it, TCU, the only reason they, they got in, you know, into that game is they, they played a Michigan team that didn't prepare if they play Ohio State, I mean, Ohio State's sitting in the, the national championship game, in my opinion. Um, but a team, you know, I hate to say it, the, the, the team we always kind of roll our eyes over and we say, you know, they're boring to watch because they're always there. Bama showed, you know, a deserving uh, opportunity to play, you know, in their game at Kansas State. Now, obviously, they didn't play like that all in the season, but they played pissed off, and that's a team right there. You know, they're not getting blown out by 58 points to uh, to a Georgia team regardless if Georgia's better athletically or whatever. Um, who's to say a five wouldn't have made a run there and, and been in that title game? I mean, I think that just reinforces it for all of us wanting it. What do you got, Matt? All right, last thing, since we are a gambling betting show, um, another team to keep an eye on, and it, it just ties into your, yours, ours, everybody's SEC bias. Look out for LSU next year because they're probably going to have the best quarterback in the SEC coming back. They get Florida State right out of the gate. Florida State's going to be a preseason high ranking as well. If they get that win, they're immediately going to jump up right into the tippy top. And then they basically only have one – I'm not going to say one hard game left. They The SEC is going to still be the gauntlet that it is. But their out-of-conference schedule is really cake. And then you throw in – they have to go to Bama on November 4th. If they get through that, uh, they probably go undefeated, and then they'll probably have to play Georgia and the – SEC finals. So look for a ticket. I believe they're hovering around 20, 21 to one for futures on LSU. Yeah, I like that. All right. If you guys want everything, we'll kind of jump into the NFL. Got it. Ready? NFL playoffs. All right. So it was a little wonky. Obviously, the Bills, you know, situations that didn't play their, uh, their, I guess, quote unquote, final game or final remake. Um, with Cincinnati. So they were dubbed the two seed kind of by default when Kansas city won. Uh, it also kind of screwed Cincy out of a uh, potentially higher seed, but nonetheless, we're moving forward week one matchups. We'll just kind of break these games down. Um, some bigger lines, you know, I think, I, I think we're going to see, you know, some gap disparity here in, in terms of uh, talent uh, and, and domination here. So the first game on the slate right here, I've got the, Seahawks and 49ers, 49ers laying nine and a half, over under 42 and a half. I love the 49ers in the teaser. I think uh, 
Geno Smith has done a, an excellent job in what he's expected to to do coming out of the gate. You know, I, I certainly did expect him to break the uh, the single season pass record for the Seahawks. You know, what year one of this team, um, but I also you know, really like what Brock Birdie's doing on the other side. I think Brock Birdie, you know, he was Mr. Irrelevant, but he's playing like he's Mr. Relevant uh, and, and deservedly uh, deserves a, a potential starting spot, in my opinion. There's been no drop-off. Typically, a quarterback is either really bad in their first game or really good because there's not much film on them. Then they drop off game two or three. We're not seeing that. They're healthy. Uh, I just think the 49ers are such a better team offensively and defensively that I actually wouldn't be opposed to laying the nine and a half if I'm being dead honest. But I think the teaser is the perfect play here. What do you got, Matt? Total agreement. Um, this is a tale of two teams coming in completely opposites. I, I think your teaser play is the smart play. I think your Niners laying the nine and a half is still the right play. So Purdy in his five starts is four and one against the spread. Seattle in their last eight games is one and seven against the spread, where the Niners are seven and one against the spread. I mean, go ahead. I think lay that nine. And here's the uh, my sticky note for the day coming hot out of the gate. Uh, the last rookie quarterback to be favored by more than seven in a playoff game. Big Ben against yeah. the Jets. However, Big Ben and the Steelers were laying nine. They only won by three. I think the Niners just have superior talent in every position across the board. I mean, from quarterback, running back, lines, it, it's it should be let's get out to a lead, two, three scores, and then coast home. The, the thing to worry about, it, I think, is that Seattle backdoor cover, but I, I'd probably lay the nine and a half with the Niners. Jason? Yeah, was that the Doug Bryan game when he choked on the two field goals to push them past? I think it was. I, mean, I don't have been in the playoffs that much. I don't know. I know I was at the game and I know it was an ugly game and it was super windy. So it could have been. Yeah, that was it. That was that game. Yeah. Because yeah. the next week it was like minus four. And uh, yep. I watched that game from Vegas against the Lewis to the Pats. Yeah. No, I think you make great points. Um, it's kind of interesting. That, you know, both of these quarterbacks have not started a playoff game. Like, you know, you got Gina there who's been in the league for a while, but this is his first dance in it. And Purdy, obviously, coming in right out of Iowa State. Um, you know, the game speed picks up. That's what's going to be interesting to see who adapts quickest to that because, you know, there's like, you know, there's preseason level, there's regular season, and then when you get to the postseason, it gets even faster. Uh, so that's going to be the biggest thing. I think the fact that the 49ers can rely on the running game until Purdy kind of settles down, and the Seahawks really haven't had that luxury. I mean, they've got Walker with the explosive runs, but the running game in general hasn't been very good, um, especially against the 49ers defense that's really stout against the run. I think the nine and a half is a safe play. I, I'm not really a fan of the teaser here because you're still at three and a half. So things go a little awry. You're still got that hook uh, looking at you in the face. But I'm willing to lay a nine and a half. I think you're going to see this come down a little bit. I think it started at six and a half in some books, which were crazy. But I wish I'd have got it then. But uh, I'll lay it to nine and a half the Niners. I don't see them having a problem here. Smitty? Yeah, I'm off. I'm opposite here. I like a teaser and I like Seattle on this. Divisional teams. You know, the dogs have been barking all year here. Conditions, this is one that the conditions could be an issue that I saw the other day. This has some rain in the forecast. Has about 12-mile-per-hour winds here. Shana, um, Carol, uh, Shanahan is 4-8 and eight against um, Carol in here. He struggles against him. Uh, they played uh, week two, San Francisco, easy winner. 
Week 14, a little bit closer here. I like this. Conditions are a little wonky here. Like Sean Kane has said on a lot of beasts and stuff here. When's Purdy going to have one of those games that he's not very good? Could be this. I think the dominant team still is San Francisco here. But could this, like Matt said it, could you get a backdoor cover, especially with a teaser play? I like that. I like taking Seattle up and take Seattle in this game. Only thing that I don't like about the backdoor teaser with the Seahawks is you're still not at that 17 number. I know you're above 14. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's almost worth on a six and a half point teaser to get the push on a minus three, but you're still covering seven and four. You know, and there are a lot of, let's say, 24, 20 games, 21, 17 games. So I think that's a key number in the NFL, maybe not in college, but here it's perfect. Um, Jason, to your point, and then we'll move to the next game. You know, you kind of brought up the game speeds up, and, and Smitty also said, you know, when is Brock Purdy going to potentially have that game? You know, I remember watching Purdy at Iowa State. He just didn't really seem rattled. And then when, when I've seen Geno Smith in some high-leverage games, it just seems like he kind of shits the bed. I mean, maybe – Maybe I'm just kind of making that up in my head, but it, does that sound accurate? Q, oh, yeah. uh, I think it's right Q, on. Q, I'm going to go on record here. Um, I agree with what you just said. In fact, I agree so much. I don't think Purdy's going to have that game. I don't either. Because of the offensive talent that's around, he gets Debo back. They probably have, I don't know, a top five O-line. They definitely have the top defense going into the playoffs. He's not going to have to do much. 20 passes a game. Heck, Debo can throw some passes. McCaffrey can throw some passes, too. Uh, they have enough to where he doesn't have to. And it's just going to be like Roethlisberger, I believe. And they're, I think they're going to advance. And I'm going to put a stamp on it. Uh, I actually think the 49ers are going to be in the Super Bowl. I, yeah, I, have, I, a ticket, I have a ticket in play right now, Maddie. them to win the NFC, to be in the uh, Super Bowl. So, I, I wish I, I did. I think they win the game. I think they win the game. But I could just see this game being a little... You know, like I said, Shanahan sometimes is a, a favorite, is a little bit. Again, they're a dominant team. I just, I, I don't know. I'm going to take a chance here with Seattle. I mean, they're hot. They're coming in the hottest team right now, The, in my opinion. I think they're, what, 10 in a row? Yeah. 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 All right, let's move on. We're going to go to the AFC here. You got the Chargers and the Jaguars. So the Jaguars are actually hosting the – Chargers, that's a crazy turn of events. Jaguars hosting a playoff game, uh, let alone being in it. So the over-under is 47. The Chargers are on the road laying one and a half. You know, this is – I kind of like buying the Jags up to plus three and getting that hook out of the way. I, I kind of like the Jags here. I think the home crowd's going to be fired up. The Chargers, I'll be honest, Staley just doesn't do it for me as a coach. I think he makes boneheaded decisions. I do like the quarterback. Um, a little better in Herbert, but I think Lawrence has played pretty well this year. Uh, Kristen Kirk's played well. You know, uh, they like to run the ball. I, you know what? I'm probably on the wrong side. Maybe I'm rooting a little hard for this, but give me the Jacks plus three by that half of the hook, or maybe maybe it gets up there. You know, as money comes in late on the Chargers and you don't even have to sacrifice the odds, but give me the, the Jags at home. Uh, if not, at, yeah, give me the Jags plus three at home. Yeah, this is like a tough call because, again, yeah, two quarterbacks making their first start in the playoffs, I believe. Um, you know, Jacksonville at home will have that boost, that energy coming out early. But, you know, it's not a real great matchup for them because the Chargers are like, you know, Jacksonville defense much better against the run than the pass. 
these two teams played earlier out in LA and LA threw all over them. Basically they got man coverage and they were able to take advantage of it with the receivers. Now, hopefully Mike Williams is healthy enough to play this week. We all saw what Staley did where he basically did his best to ruin his season before it even got to the postseason. but that's kind of Staley in a nutshell. I, I don't like this matchup great for the Jags. Um, they, they need to run the football against that LA defense. It was really soft against the run. I kind of like the chargers here. I think, I already bet the Jags plus the three early, but I'm going back and forth on it here. I just like I don't like the matchup, but it's like I said, the home field advantage might be a big factor. What do you got on this one, Matty? Uh, I'm oppo you. I'm 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 gonna ride with Q again, and here's why. So oh, Jesus, it's a loser. I actually, <laughs> I actually don't think they need the three either. I think this is a money line play. I think this should be a pick 'em. Uh, the home field advantage in the playoffs is worth a little over a half a point. So drop that to one and a half, make it down to one. No Mike Williams. Let's go. Let's throw it. Let's make it square. I, I Man, I mean, Doug Peterson is a better coach than Brandon Staley, in my opinion. There's there's the advantage. Home field, I'm going to take that super slight advantage. The bad thing is the Jags against the spread recently are bad. They're 3-13. and 13, But as a dog, they're actually 7-5 and five outright. I think they're going to go to eight and five. Uh, this is going to be not really my upset special, but I think the Jags get it done. I think they advance. I think Lawrence is the, he's not the Joe Burrow of last year. He's not going to go that far, but I think he's kind of in that mold where he makes the jump even more. And then next year is the, the year to watch out for these guys. Smitty, what do you got on this, this one? Well, yeah, they played earlier week three, you know, Jacksonville's all over them, but here's the thing you got to look at. Herbert was banged up a little bit. Yet Allen was out. Bosa was banged up. A lot of the guys on defense for uh, the Chargers were nicked up in this game. I like where the Chags are going here, though. They do have some weapons. Kirk, Ingram, man. Ingram's what a going from the Giants to this right now. He's starting to get involved here. Zay Jones, like we've talked about for weeks on the show. They have a lot. ETN, the running back, does a lot for this team. Good, exciting team here with Jacksonville. I like the home field. I think you guys said it. Hugh said it too. Do you trust Staley? I mean, this guy really didn't have to play anybody last week, and he's playing guys, and they get nicked up. And they lose. And they and and they lost. Yeah. And I had well, I pushed. I had Denver. I bought a half a point and got it down to three, and I pushed it. Denver should have covered that. Great point there, Matt. So here's the thing with this. You know, you look at it. It opened at one and a half. It's now it's gone up to two and a half. Teaser King, I love Jacksonville on this because I agree with you. Sprinkle a little bit on the money line here. I think Jacksonville could upset this team easily in this game. I like that. You don't think that place is going to be just rocking down there in Jacksonville? Love it so much. i tease it up. I would probably tease the points down and take the over. I think there's going to be some scoring in this game, but I would take Jacksonville up also in the teaser and play Jacksonville. Old man in the garage. Don't want to forget him because he's been on fire here. He has two plays this week. This is one of his plays. He likes the dog. He likes Jacksonville in this. Two things. Um, first, the electric game with Blake Bortles and Jacksonville playing against Pittsburgh. That was in Jacksonville, correct? No, that was in Pittsburgh. No, that was in okay. Pittsburgh. All right. All right. Never mind. Two, do we kind of, Jason, we kind of brought, we talked about Purdy like he just didn't have any issues at Iowa State in terms of mentality. Do we kind of give 
Lawrence the edge here in the sense of because he's played in a massive game on ESPN college football playoff championship. Herbert never made it to any of that. Like, is this overwhelming to him? You know, obviously Herbert, I think, has the better arm. I think he's a little more accurate than, than Lawrence. I think he's a little more mature in the NFL because he simply had more games in the NFL. But I'll tell you, man, those those big lights, they can kind of change your uh, your quarterback play. And I'm not saying that a playoff game, you know, in the NFL is better or worse than a national championship game, but it's still bright lights and everybody's looking. I mean, I feel like if, if we're talking about it in Purdy, you have to consider that as an option for Lawrence. What do you think, Jason? Uh, I think that's a great point. And I think you actually saw it a little bit last Saturday night where he was pretty poised in that game, which was basically a playoff game. And it played like a playoff game. They were playing pretty hard, you know, came down to one play at the end. And, you know, Lawrence missed a bunch of throws in that game, but you kind of didn't see him like, you know, he was still playing. And, you know, the offense didn't look great, though. That's probably the holdback. But he, he looked like he was in the game. When he was missing the throws, it didn't look like a situation where the, the eyes were bugged out and he was deer caught in headlights. He just kind of looked like, I can't believe I'm, I'm missing this. But, yeah, Herbert, you know, we just really never saw him in a game like this. The closest thing, I think, was the Rose Bowl against Wisconsin uh, when a game where they had way more talent. And it was basically just uh, – crystal ball holding them back but i think it's a good point and i'm actually going to put some credence into the fact that jackson was basically this is their second playoff game already this year i think they kind of got a feeling for what it's going to be like this week and uh la is kind of walking into this for the first time in a while and one one last quick point i don't know how much it plays in but it is a short week and they got across the country and we all know how that plays now it's not the early one 1 p.m time game so they should be fine but it's still something to think about and conditions, not bad down there. You know, really the only one that – and conditions can change. I looked at this the other day. Um, the San Francisco game was the only one really in jeopardy of anything. This one was pretty, you know, about 50 degrees, uh, maybe down to like high 40s. Wind was calm here. So it could change, but nothing too crazy. All right, we moved to Buffalo where it could be freezing cold, and it's the demise of my team. This is essentially a wasted playoff game. In my opinion, I guess it's good for the franchise to be back there. You know, you sign Tyreek, at least you get him back in the playoffs. I uh, give Jalen Waddle a little taste, but two has been ruled out. I, it's the right call. Um, so you have the, I don't even know what the line was before Tua initially was, um, before he was called out, but it's sitting Ten. at 13 and a half right now. 10. 10. Okay. So it's, so it's jumped a little over a field goal. I mean, I I think you lay the points with the Bills. I mean, I don't see how Skylar Thompson or Mike Lennon's going to be able to cover this. The moment's too big. I mean, Glennon's not in the NFL for a reason. This is obviously an emergency issue. Um, Skylar Thompson didn't look that great last week. Um, there's such a drop-off. I mean, they're top five in the NFL in offense when, when two is there, and then they're probably bottom five, if not bottom three, when he's not there. You know, Mostert's banged up. Taron Armstead, I thought, was going to play last week. He didn't. Maybe they're thinking, like, hey, we'll get him in a playoffs, help the run game a little bit better. But I don't think it's going to matter against the Bills. With Tua, I thought they had a shot to potentially win because of the last time they played up there, they played very well. Got screwed, in my opinion. Should have won the game. Uh, but without him, I think it's pretty easy. The Bills are going to route this and uh, move on to the next round. Um, but – it's good for McDaniel to get that taste. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm actually glad the Dolphins are sitting Tua. As much as it's going to hurt to see him lose by 30, I think it's the right call for the future and the, the human he is. So what do you have, Matt? 
Yeah, I feel bad for you, Q, all Dolphins fans. I even feel bad for the Dolphins because uh, they're just coming in in the worst shape possible. Skylar Thompson's going to get – he's going to get manhandled up there in the playoffs. We all see how electric Buffalo is in regular season. It's going to be even just bonkers now, especially with the Hamlin news that he's out and home. And, I mean, these guys are going to just rip it up. I think, Q, we talked off air. I think a play to look at is is take one of those big bets. Go even higher than the spread. See what you can find in a range of like 17 to 22. Just throw a little pizza money on Something fun. Keep you interested in the game because I think this is going to be a blowout. But if you well, can get something. Both. Yeah. I, I mean, take just the throw, 13 and a half and then take that one as pizza money. Throw a little saw buck on something. See if you can get a 17 to 22, like a, a 10 to 1 range. Yeah, what, what keeps it exciting. That's all I have on this, man. I, I think the Bills will coast and they'll get ready for basically, hopefully, Cincinnati is. Uh, I, I personally look forward to the, uh, that game. So, Jason, what do you have on this one? Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's an unfortunate situation when you have a team get here and they're just in no shape to actually compete. Like, it happens every year. It seems like just one team that just kind of, mm-hmm. like, limps across the finish line. Um, Dolphins, unfortunately, are in that situation. It is a shame because, like you mentioned, both games were really good this year. I mean, the game down in Miami was, like, an instant classic, and the one in Buffalo on, I think it was a S- Sunday night or Saturday night, was just as good. Yeah. Dolphins were right there with them. Um, so, clearly, they have some kind of idea of how to attack Buffalo and, at least, you know, com- be com- compete with them. I mean – Unfortunately, I've seen Skylar Thompson play quarterback, and that's why it's really hard to lay get, take 13 points with them. Like uh, the backdoor cover against the uh, Patriots was just an absolute brutal drive, and somehow got home. And uh, tough situation to put like a seventh round draft pick in. I can't believe we have two seventh round draft pick uh, starting quarterbacks in the first round of the playoffs, but we do. Yeah, but one of them looks like he was a first rounder. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think you can lay the thirteen and be comfortable. And then um, you know, obviously a teaser spot puts you at minus seven. I wouldn't minus mind minus seven with Buffalo. So uh, yeah, just one of those games. One o'clock on Sunday. You know, if you had to get some stuff done, so you can watch the two later games. This would be a good time to go do those things. So many before you go, I bet you got this this game in a teaser. <laughs> I'm eyeing up. I haven't played anything yet. I've been concentrating what? a little bit on college basketball here uh, this week here. I'll dive into it here. I'll break it down. But, yeah, this is a good teaser spot. I think also taking the points up and taking it under. I just don't see Miami doing a lot here. I mean, watch special teams. Hines, two kick returns. I mean, when's the last time he saw two kick returns last, you know, and again, I'm going to say this comment. I'm going to say two comments really fast. And it's not because I'm a Steeler fan. Steelers didn't deserve to get in because when you lose a 10 point lead to the jets at home, you shouldn't get in. So, but if you look at the teams between new England, Miami, and the Steelers, it's a shame Pittsburgh didn't get in because this would have been Buffalo still would win. And with Mike Tomlin's track record in the first round, we probably would have lost by 30. So I'm going to hold it there. But it would have been nice to see them getting in here. 0-6, I think, uh, uh, the last couple of years or something like that. Or no, 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 excuse me, no playoff wins in six years. But And usually we're down to Jacksonville or Cleveland by about 40. And then Big Ben would throw by late touchdowns and we get close. But it would have been nice who, to see this. Who are the Steelers playing this week? What's that? I said, who are the Steelers playing this week? No, I said, I, I think know, the this would have been in. It would have been the Steelers. And I think the Steelers would have matched up. They're running the ball a little bit. Pickett was playing a little better. 
Buffalo would still win the yeah, game, but it would have been nice. I think the best thing here, and here's another thing. Here's my other statement. I'm glad two is not playing. You can't throw the kid back in there with all the concussions and everything like that. Again, I do feel bad for Q because team gets in the playoffs. And like you guys said, they're just really banged up. It's going to be a tough spot for them. Matt said it well. Uh, Hamlin's home now. That play, those, those fans are insane. This is just going to be conditions aren't bad in this situation either. Not a bad game. The last time they played, you know, snow came in late. It was cold and everything like that. But I, I would probably tease Buffalo. I mean, tease Buffalo down. And I, I the best bet in this one I like, I like to tease the points up and take the under in this. You know, it's funny. I, did, I just substituted Pittsburgh for Miami in my model. And guess what the line spit out? 13. 13. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. So, it, it actually spit it out at 10 uh, for this week, which was the line before two was announced out. So that's just pretty interesting. So the models, the model was wise. And it also realizes the Steelers would have been in deep shit. <laughs> Maybe first half here, cover, here, though. Here, nice here, first here, half play. But here's the thing with that. That would have been a great thing with the great Mike Tomlin because Tomlin, as a dog, as a coach, they always play well. They always play I'll say well. This, I, I, I think they would have hung for a little bit in that game. Personally. I think they the Steelers would have kept the Steelers would have kept it closer to 13, 14 points than Miami's going to. I, I think they're being generous here, honestly, with the 13 and a half. I, I just don't think you'll see in a playoff game something above that. I think people would think something's wrong. Um, it's disrespectful. But uh, to end it, I think I think the Dolphins are on the right thing. They got to keep Tua healthy. So when they they trade him and get rid of him, so when they bring in Lamar Jackson, we're back. <laughs> and, we're back. Maybe we're coming next year. We're Lamar, back. Lamar to the MIA. We're coming back. We'll be here. You have Jalen, Lamar, and Tyreek, Super Bowl, whatever next year is, we're coming for it. So. <laughs> hey, listen, you guys, you guys laugh, but but Lamar to end this, he's he's been very vocal about wanting to play in Miami. He's from Florida area. You know, his family's still down there. Stephen Ross is infatuated with him. He's obviously not afraid to spend money. I mean, he's dumping money in Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. Tyreek Hill. Stephen Ross knows that with the hot water he was in, he's got to make a winning record. He's got to make a winning move. And if he can bring in Lamar and have that small window of opportunity, like I think he's going to blow his wad and do it. So um, I, I say it as a joke, but I also say it that there is a little smoke to that. Yeah, the 20 years they're trying to get that fan base back. So they finally yeah. got some momentum going. They've got a lot of talent. So I agree. The big splash move would get everybody completely on board again. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's move on. So you have the Giants and Vikings. So the Giants started off extremely hot. They look torrential uh, down the stretch. You know, Saquon just kind of fell off the map. Dana Jones is what he is. He played average. Uh, he's like a poor man's Eli Manning up there. Um, receiver played not that great. Defense is solid. The Vikings, they kind of had a bump in the road. They should have lost a couple games, in my opinion. Um 13 and four. So they opened up minus three. The line is still at three. It kind of bounced up to three and a half a little bit. Over under is 48 and a half. I like the Vikings. I just think Dabble, he's had a good run. Um, I, Saquon kind of falling off, you know, in my opinion, is going to hurt this team. I think Daniel Jones really not being in the playoffs. Also, you know, I think Kirk's the better quarterback. Uh, do I think either is going to take me to a Super Bowl? Absolutely not. But I have more faith in Kirk, especially because it's on. It's at home. You know, they're going to have their fans. We know the Skull fans are loud. 
Uh, you got Dalvin Cook. I mean, he's a little banged up. Um, I think he'll be fine. You've got good receivers, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. I, I think the team, you know, you have to take on paper right now is the Vikings, especially at the field goal. This might be a buy a half and get it down to a field goal for some reason if the Giants keep it close. But uh, I'm, I'm very confident laying a three here with the Vikings at home. I think they win by a touchdown. Matt yeah, it, or Jason either. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, so I took the Giants plus three right now, and I just took it because the, I thought this line actually might come down some. I don't have a lot of faith in it, but I've had the Giants wrong all year. And it, just because, you know, you look, you're kind of like wondering, when's the shoe going to drop when this team, because they've been hurt all year, and somehow they just win games. It's kind of amazing. Kind of like the Vikings were, to be honest with you, where mm-hmm. – you look at the results and you're like, I'm not really sure how they got here, but they're here. Um, and so this kind of game, I think the Vikings are a little more of a complete football team that, um, than the Giants are. Um, my model makes this right at three, so there's no advantage there. Um, I just think it's one of those situations where um, Cousins at home, you know, you, we got this we sticky note we talked about earlier where first-time quarterbacks are 14-35-1 in this round of the playoffs. Um, and you got that situation with Daniel Jones. I just don't, you know, with no receivers, you're just going to see everybody in the box because you're going to do as the playoffs. You don't play your normal scheme. You're going to take away the team's advantage. I really see the Giants having a hard time doing the football. And I think the Vikings can handle the blitz. Um, I think you're going to get some one-on-ones with Justin Jefferson and you can take advantage. So I, I do like the Vikings in this game. I bet the Giants for all the wrong reasons, just because for some reason they have some kind of weird mojo, but I'll probably buy out of it. But uh, I do I do like the Vikings here, even though probably everyone and their mothers going to be on the Giants. What do you think, Maddie? Jason, how dare you? You absolutely made the right play by picking the Giants. This to me is actually, it's not a no-brainer. This is to, this is the easiest game to tease. Take the Giants up. However, I actually, I'm putting money on this. I already grabbed them plus three. I'm going to put them on a money line parlay with the Jags. They're 13-4 and four against the spread, 7-1 and one as an underdog. 10 and two when the spread is one and a half to four and a half, four and one as a road underdog. Sign me up for this for a Vikings team that can't stop anybody. Uh, the defensive coordinator's name, Martindale, Wink Martindale, loves the blitz. Uh, I'm not sure if Brian O'Neill is going to play the right tackle, probably their best lineman. Sure. He went out a few weeks ago. I think he's still dinged. I think Cousins is going to face pressure all day. Bracket Jefferson. Thielen's lost a step. They do get Irv Smith back, which is good, and Hawkinson. But I think the Giants will slow it down. I don't think they can stop the run game, though. I don't think they can stop a duo of Barkley and then design runs for Daniel Jones. I think this is going to be an ugly game. I think this is going to be a 20-19 to game. But I think Big Blue is going to win this. Smitty? Yeah, there's 6-1-1 uh, favorites in this. So, Minnesota, there's a good play there. Now, they played a couple weeks ago, 27-24 here. I wish the money line was a little lower on scores and odd. It's minus 164. I think Minnesota wins this game here. I kind of think it's going to be okay here. I wish, I hope it kind of drops a little bit. I'm going to play a money line, or maybe this might be a money line parlay. I like always maybe doing two teams in this. I do it a lot in the season. I think Minnesota is going to win the game here. Now you look at it, Giants did rest some players last week could come in. I don't think they're going to be intimidated. I mean, I think this is the team they wanted to play. I Matt threw out some great stats there, uh, what he just said there. But I kind of like – I I hope it drops a little bit. I won't go minus 164 on money line on this. If it can drop a little bit more, I'll do money line. If not, I'm going to do a money line parlay. Minnesota, close game, but Minnesota wins the game. Matt? 
so let me just ask you guys a question. Better, who would you rather have as a coach right now? I think Brian Dabble. Dabble. Okay, there's a there's a point. Uh, the home field, that's that half a point. I, I mean, like I said, I think the smartest play tees the Giants up. But man, I think the Giants win this outright. I'm I'm Team Big Blue, and I'm gonna ride this one hard. I think. Team Big Blue from a Commanders. Fan. I, I will say this: yeah. I mean, they do there. play the Giants. Do play very well as a wild card team. Uh, it is scary. Obviously, in years past, they've had a much better defense. It's different teams, so it's kind of hard to to rank, you know, fairly. Uh, but they do play very well, you know, on the road in the playoffs. So I understand where Matt's going. I love my pick of the Vikings even more because Matt's on the Giants. I hate <laughs> Matt and I line up. It just so so oh, cute. I love be you, Matt. Nice. I'm telling you, this, we're a team here. Be so, nice. Just so just so you know, behind the scenes, I did a bet on every game in the NFL this year. As minimal as minimal, minimal can get, I did a money line and then I did a spread. For the money line on the year, I went 177 and 92. Wow. And then for the spread, I ended up 145 to 126. So plus 19. So, dude, oh, wow. Good job, dude. It, and here's, it, here's the thing I'm going to jump in really quick because I know we want to get an hour here. Matt, Matt did unbelievable. Matt just got a little bit of a cold streak here. And the good thing about our show is when we are hot, we talk about it. When we're cold, I think we talk about it. I mean, that's bottom line. And Matt's been on, you know, on the shows saying I'm cold and all this Oof. and everything like that. But look at those numbers, man. Good for you, Matt, man. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, Matt. Congratulations. That's Those are incredible stats. All right, let's move on. We got another division rivalry game, the Ravens and Bengals. Bengals hosting. The line started at minus six. It is currently at minus eight and a half. So heavy, heavy, heavy money coming in on the Bengals. Um I love the Bengals. I think I'm going to play a minus eight and a half straight up in my account. I'm also going to play them in the teaser. I think this is a perfect game to tease. You get them under that two and a half uh, with a teaser, but I think the Bengals just beat the shit out of the Ravens. I mean, who's playing quarterbacks, Anthony Brown again, because the way I saw it, Huntley's not practicing. Lamar's not practicing. I just, the Ravens don't have a receiver to throw the ball to. Uh, I mean, they have a good defense, but I just don't see how you're going to stop Joe cool. I mean, he's just going to torch they're uh, they're getting ready for an AFC title run. I mean, and potential Super Bowl run, and, and the Ravens are just a speed bump along that, and and it ain't much of a speed bump in my opinion. So I think the Ravens get throttled here. Yeah, I mean, I took this game on Sunday with the uh, Bengals at minus five and a half because I did not think Lamar was going to play, and I'm getting more and more encouraged that that is not the case. And uh, not really sure of the situation, whether it's uh, his hurt wallet or his hurt knee, but it's one way or the other. Uh, you're not going to see him on Sunday. Sticky note, Burrow, lifetime, 31-15 and 15 against the number. That's 67%. That's pretty insane. And the Bengals now 20-4, and four, the last 24 games against the number. No real reason to see that going away this weekend. Um, if you look also, too, just the way they've actually played with Lamar in the lineup, the Bengals have thumped them a couple of times here. Um so if you're looking for a game to tease off of, I think you can take the Bengals down to two and a half and you can add some points to either Jacksonville or to the box uh, where you want to add points. I think this is a good game to do that off of, but yeah, I agree. I think this is kind of a cakewalk. Uh, Baltimore just really hasn't shown much at the end of the season when they've lost their quarterbacks and we don't even know which one's actually going to play on uh Sunday night or Saturday night. Smitty. Yeah. I mean, Jason, I always do a best bet teaser. I, I I've been doing two. Last week, I only did one. 
I think what you just said there, this is the one I'm eyeing up right now. I think it's minus eight and a half. I take this down to minus two and a half here. Now I'm, We'll talk the next game is Tampa. I'm going to talk about that in a second. I like the Jags also, but I think this one for sure is going to be the main one in my teaser play here. I just, I agree. Like what you said, who's quarterback in here? Jackson's not going to quarterback. Huntley's not going to be there. I mean, come on now, Anthony Brown. I mean, now here's the thing. <laughs> they played last week. They did get a backdoor cover, jumped up to 11 at the very end. But here's the thing. Did Cincy really try to do a lot in that game, put a lot on tape? Probably not. They're going to come out. They're going to smoke this team. Maddie, what do you have? Yeah, I'll try to keep it simple. I, so looking at my futures tickets, as much as I like the Giants in uh, the last game we talked about, I do have a ticket on the Vikings to win the NFC. So it gives me a little hope. But I also have a ticket on the Chargers and the, the Bengals to come out of the AFC. And I also have them to win the Super Bowl. So I'm rooting hard. I'm a big Cincy backer. I think right now they're the hottest team in the AFC to pair up with the Niners and the NFC. I mean, Anthony Brown, basically they've ruled out Lamar and they've ruled out Huntley already. Huntley, I guess, has tendonitis and is dinged. And there's no way Lamar's playing. It's Anthony Brown. And I don't know who backs him up. But they just played last week, and the Bengals manhandled them. There's no reason they can't do it again or shouldn't do it again. Burrow is just, like like you said, he's stone cold right now. Their O-line has actually, under the radar, gotten better and better. They're still giving up like a sack and a half a game, but it's not a detrimental sack. It's not a strip, strip sack. So Burrow, I think, keeps this really manageable. I, I think the eight is a good number, but tease us down to what you said. Get this to two and a half, man. That's that's money. Three's, three's just as good. Get a push out of it if it creeps up. Yeah, Maddie was one. Just, you know, if you're just joining us on, like, listening to this week's show, Maddie, weeks ago, weeks ago, said Joe Burrow, man, jump on a MVP play. And he, what did he do that week, man? He blew it up. And now I, I don't even know what the number is, but, man, Matt's been on this Cincinnati team, especially Joe Burrow. Smitty, I lost out though, and here's why. Uh, the Demar Hamlin game, it, and I'm glad. Oh, that great fun. point. Great point. Yes, absolutely. If he would have beaten the Bills and then went in and got another four, because he had won that game first quarter. Uh, if he would have beaten the Bills, he then would have beaten Mahomes and Allen. Ran yes. the table, maybe a potential number one seed. I think he could have pulled off the MVP, but it's Mahomes' is now, and it sucks. Yep. Yeah, that's a tough pill to swallow, but but Matt's been on them. They're a hard team not to, to root for. I mean, I I found myself rooting for him last year in the Super Bowl. Uh, not not that I had anything against the the Rams. You know, he's just kind of the Joe Cool story. I mean, the guy, literally, it's his name. He's cool. He's he's one that just kind of chills out and balls out. And uh, so I'll, I'll you know, as my Dolphins get bounced early, I mean, the Bengals will be who I jump on. I think they're a good young team that I I enjoy watching. Uh, so it should be not a good game, but I mean, you should you should have an easy bet on that one and, and feel pretty confident. Um, but moving on, the Cowboys and Bucks to round out the first week of the playoffs. Overunders forty five and a half. The line opened up at three. It's staying at minus three to the Cowboys. I take it back. It's opened up at three, and it is now minus two and a half in the Cowboys. Give me the and I I. Don't know why I'm really doing this, but give me the Bucks in a teaser. I just don't trust Dak right now. I think he's hurting the team more than helping. Uh, the Cowboys just, for some reason, they just always shit to bed in the playoffs. You know, they have to go on the road. 
I just think this is a spot where Brady kind of strikes again. He, he gets him to the second round. I mean, is you know, I I can't even really say because you just don't know who's banged up on the receiving core. I mean, Mike Evans is in and out of the lineup all the time. Godwin, you know, Fournette's banged up. Like, I can't say who's really playing and who's not. But I just think it's that Brady magic, and he just kind of does it for another week. And and you get a teaser right here. You get that up to eight, eight and a half, depending on the line. I mean, if you catch it at three, it's plus nine. Just give me the bucks at home. I just something about it just screams take Tampa Bay and, and watch the Cowboys lose another first round game. Yeah, it's it, my only hesitancy with the taping Tampa Bay is that. I've literally taken them, I think, like four or five times in this spot this season. They have been like awful. <laughs> oh, they're brutal. But they, I'm awful. telling you, but that's why we take them, in my opinion. I, I, I don't disagree, but that's literally my only hesitancy is like, I feel like I've been here like four or five times with the Bucks plus three, thinking, oh, at home, that defense, Brady. And then you watch them play and you're like, God, I can't believe I have to watch this game because this offense is awful. And that's really my only hesitancy. Uh, there's all kinds of stats that support this. Like the Cowboys are one and four on grass. Um, just don't like the, the uh, natural services because they don't play as fast as they do. Um, Tampa Bay's offense has kind of found itself a little bit here in the last couple of weeks. Finally, you know, they're going down the field to Evans, which was completely missing from the offense earlier. Defense is in decent shape. I mean, you know, the secondary is not great, but the front seven should be able to hold up a little bit. But it's Cowboys. though they weren't great against the run this year, surprisingly. Um yeah, I, I think the Bucks are the right play, especially the, with it dipping down to two and a half. But boy, it just makes me nervous. I just feel like I've lost a ton of money taking the Bucks plus three this year. What do you guys think? I'll, I'll go ahead, Smitty. Um, Dallas, uh, there's there's a few things that I'm going to root for here. Well, one, I despise Dallas, but I think you guys are right. Tampa is, in my opinion, the correct play. Dallas, three and ten, their last thirteen playoff games against the spread. They're, they're the road team. Jason brought up the, the grass. We all know how bad Dak has been. I mean, he's, guarantee, he's guaranteeing us a pick. And I said that on a few shows in a couple past couple weeks. Just put a put a prop on Dak to throw a pick. Um, Brady is 7-3 and three as a playoff underdog. They're going to get Vitavea back. Uh, Dallas is defense as good as they were sacking the quarterback early. Parsons had two half tackles last week and a half sack. He's, I don't know if he's hurt, if he's tired, if missing some D linemen coming in is really hurting him. Now, Brady's line is not the best, but this is a grind out game. And one thing that I forgot to drop earlier, unders in the playoffs are 51, 42, and one in wildcard weekend since 2013. So, Smitty, here it is. Tease the sucker up, play the under. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I like Tampa up. and You guys make great points, though. You know, you bet this team because it's Tom Brady. Of course, you're going to bet this this team, but they sometimes don't move the ball at all. Then they get down and it's close in the late, like in the fourth, and then they start moving the ball. I still like taking this team. I think you guys make great points with uh, Prescott here. Throws picks all the time. I mean, man, what a performance on Sunday against the commanders, man. They just didn't do anything at all here, but I love that Matt too. I agree with you, man, jack it up and take the under. I think that's my favorite play in this, but I also like taking Tampa up and playing the Buccaneers in this. I think they keep it close and you got Tom Brady. 
Uh, that's all I have for this game. I don't know if you guys want to wrap it up. Um, it's an ugly game. I think this is the one, if you have money on, you're sweating the most, whether no matter if you're on the Cowboys side or the box, I mean, it can go either way. Personally, I, I think both teams are overrated. I think it's a weird matchup. I think either team that, that makes out of this game gets crushed in the next round. So I think they're a non-factor, but if you guys don't have anything to kind of wrap it up, I actually kind of want to ask Matt, like, what's your thoughts, uh, you know, just because they're not in the playoffs or the local team for us, you're a fan. What's your honest assessment of how – I know I told you guys last year or, or this year earlier, right after the draft, I love the pick. Um, give me your thoughts on how and then kind of how that, that affects Heineke. And I'll say this. You brought up the OC thing. Scott Turner's gone. Um, I, I think the right move for the Redskins with the sale of the team, I think, one, the sale is going to be drug out, uh, which is going to hurt the franchise a little bit. I think, two, you have to keep Ron, in my opinion. I, I think all the, the good candidates will be taken up by the team. The team is sold. Um, one more year of Riverboat's not going to kill this franchise. I don't think it can really get much worse, but – being that Hal played so well, what does that do for Heineke and then kind of Wentz? Does the team have the balls to cut Wentz, you know, and do they have the sack to keep Heineke? Because bottom line is Heineke's a top five, top seven backup in the league, in my opinion. So I think you have to keep him, even if you're you're looking at Hal. Matt, what's your opinion? All right, point one, please cut Wentz. Eat the salary. Uh, I mean, it, it, he, he does nothing for you anymore. Uh, he's shown that he can't. It, maybe he was an anomaly in Philly. How they're, I think they're going to trend all signs for him to be the starter. Heineke said today that he wants to come back, and that is the right play. Have him back. I think he knows that they're going to lean towards Hal, but Heineke's going to put up a fight in training camp again, no matter what. And Riverboat Ron will allow it. Now, I think with the OC, what they have to do is you have to bring in somebody that you potentially can bump up to the the head coach next year if Rivera falters and then there's a lot of names going to be floated around uh, I actually like the defensive candidates for coaches coming out this year I love D'Amico Ryan's uh Brian Flores but it, Flores has that black ball over him we're not sure what that is all about but I like what Washington finished on uh, I mean especially beating Dallas is great they're going to get another mid pick I think they should probably focus on O-line and get some stability for Hal if he's going to be your guy. They have enough offensive weapons. Um, Jahan Dotson was a big surprise. I know he was a first-rounder, but he played really well. If they can just keep him on the field, McLaurin is basically turning into that perennial all-pro kind of guy. He's going to be there all year. They have nice running backs, especially with uh, Robinson getting healthy. So I think the arrow is up, and they finished 8-8-1. Eight, eight, the problem is their division is super stacked. And it's going to be a grind out every year to get over over ten wins would be amazing coming up. All right, yeah, let me jump in. Let me jump in here because I have been opinionated all year about it. I you know, and I think a lot of people. If you listen to the show, you always say I don't like Tyler Heineke, and that's false. I do like Tyler Heineke. I think he's an okay backup. I've said that he likes and, him so much he doesn't even know his name. <laughs> Taylor, Ty, Taylor, yeah, excuse me, Taylor. Okay, that's a great point. Ty, Tyler, Taylor, whatever his name is, I think he's an okay backup. I wanted. I think the biggest thing for the the Commanders, Skins, whatever we call them, is I kind of like the Steelers. Like Jason said, man, if you don't make the playoffs, you wish you wouldn't have been that good. 
Yeah. And you could have got Sam Howell. And I, I brought up Sam Howell a lot. Now, Turner was the connection with Heineke. Now, Turner's gone. We'll have to see. He's a free agent. Does he come back? So I do apologize that I butchered his name, but I usually butcher people's names. Uh, what are they going to do? That's that's the that's the question with them because I've said it on many shows that they do have some weapons and they're not a bad team. But where where's the direction of the quarterback? That's a problem. The one thing about the Steelers, I think, over the last couple of weeks, that one thing I am excited about is I wasn't high on them drafting Pickett. But I did see some good stuff with Pickett with that team over the last couple of weeks. So I am excited next year going into it. I'm not saying the Steelers are going to make the playoffs or anything like that. But I think they are going to be pretty – I think they're going to be okay next year. It's going to be close. Now, again, I don't like our offensive coordinator. All these teams are firing offensive coordinators that average about 19 points a game. Steelers offensive coordinator, you know, they did that. He's going to, It seems like he's going to stay. So I think that Commanders, Commodores, Skins, we call them 98 different things on this show. Where are they going with the quarterback? You know, is this, are they going to, are they going to try to do a splash and bring Carr in? I think that's a mistake too. I like Sam Howe. I wish he would have got some more games. I don't know where they're going to go. That's the big question mark. And that's my opinion on it. Jason, anything? As we wrap up. NFL. Yeah, I don't I don't think you'll see him bring in an offensive coordinator. I think they'll promote Zampezi um, because it's kind of a lame duck situation with Rivera, with the ownership um, kind of hanging over their head. Um, Rivera is good to go until that ownership situation uh, gets settled because he's kind of like the NFL sees him as like the calling force there. The no nonsense is going to go on because that's kind of how much faith they have in him. But you know, you're asking the guy basically to take a one year gig, and I don't think you're going to get a very good offensive coordinator uh, for a one year job. So Zampezi was a coordinator with the Bengals before here. He's actually done pretty well with the quarterbacks down there from what he's been working with. I think that's what you'll see. Um, and then I think you give Powell a chance. I mean, you know, you still have to fix some things with the defense. You know, I know Delria is still there, but it wasn't a very good unit this year. And you know, the defensive line is fine, but the rest of it kind of needs a little bit of a tweak. And the offensive line kind of fell back. Um, you know, they also obviously lost Scherf to the Jaguars. And, you know, there's not one of those guys up front who you're really like, oh, that guy's legit. You know, they, they can definitely put some draft capital there. So I, I don't know if it's a year where they can actually, like, they could probably make the playoffs if they just stick around kind of like they did this year. I mean, you can do that in the NFL. As long as you're in that eight, nine win category, you have a chance of making the postseason. Like I said, they got a young team. They can get better. They just got to figure out the quarterback situation. I think you play the guys you have. I think, like you said, Heineke's a perfect backup. He's fine with that role, which makes that even easier. And, you know, you, you, you spend a draft pick on how, why not see what you have? I mean, he was a guy who people even talked about going in the first round and he kind of fell in the mid rounds. You know, people didn't have a real good handle on that quarterback draft last year. So who knows? And you got to win out of him already. You have talent around them. Why not to see what he can do? And anyway, if either that, you don't have a good year. You draft early, you get your quarterback. So, you know, it kind of works out that way. Well said, boys. All right, that's all I got for the NFL. I know we wanted to keep the show about an hour. We're about an hour. So, Matt, if you want to wrap up with a little golf. Yeah, real quick, Sony Open. Um, we don't have any trends, obviously, because they just started. And last week was the Century Tournament of Champions. So it was all the winners of the tournaments last year. But a couple guys coming in in really good form who actually – have the analytics for this course jt poston 50 to 1 emmanuel grillo 50 to 1 and russell henley's probably going to get some steam because he plays really well here 
21 to one on him and something fun. If you want to do every day, uh, Hideki Matsuyama last year's champ, he had a rough time at the uh, century of champions. He's coming in a little rough form. Look for a player prop, uh, somebody playing against him and you'll probably catch some plus money. Somebody playing against him. You might be able to sneak out a win round one. All right. I'll try to jump on that Maddie. If I have time tonight, cause I do a lot of golf too. And I yeah, love I'll text, I'll text you everybody then Smitty. Yeah. Send me, send me your card and stuff. And if I can get into some stuff and look some stuff, I know it's a little later, but I'll try to post it and stuff, but check out the best bet college basketball again tomorrow. It will be out. All right. I want to give a quick shout out to Stevie shrimp and the boys. Smitty, you've been working very hard on your college basketball, best bets, killing mm -hmm. it. 44. I'm sorry, 45 and 20 after tonight when that show was recorded, um, just absolutely murdering it. If, if two things, thank you for the support for uh, the notebook wagering fans. You know, if you're Stevie shrimp guys, you know, give us a shout, give us a listen. You know, we always love uh, to grow the fan base. We want to get our, our picks out there, especially Smitty's best bets. Uh, Smitty, can you just touch base super fast on the subscription that has just recently uh, been acquired? Well, yeah, they're, I mean, they're they're doing a great thing. You know, Stevie, I think there's a lot of guys in. There's some other guys that are doing it. Sharp Angle Syndicate is the um, is on Twitter, the website. And I'll tell you really fast, though, if you're, if you're jumping into this game of gambling and you're a little like, I'm not sure, I need some help, I want to see some guys' plays. Now, we give out free plays on our site all the time, and that's what we're going to keep doing. These guys are doing just great package. It's, it's like a three-day, seven-day, a month. And the prices are so low, so low, because they're not trying to take your money. They're trying to help. They're trying to help you win some bets and educate you a little bit on this. And then what you're doing now is then you have Carl Johnson, Jick Jack Johnson is connected also with them. And he's given out information if you sign up with them. So right now it's a great time to sign up with Sharp uh, Angle Syndicate right now. Jump into that. You'll get great information. And by the way, you're just giving my best bets out there. I'm gonna, I'm one and one right now on the site, but I'm gonna keep giving them information. So you're you're getting a lot of great information. So check those guys out. All right, like you said, you're getting Smitty's best bets in that package. Three days, seven day, one month. That is the sports. What is it? Sports something syndicate. Sharp angle syndicate. syndicate. Sharp Angle Syndicate, my apologies. So uh, check that out. Check us out. Again, spread the word. If you've got anybody you're hanging out with, your coworkers, favorite bartender, because you go there for lunch, whoever, shout out Notebook Wager and take their phone, literally, subscribe to our podcast, force them to listen. It'll be the best decision you ever do. It's like an intervention in a positive way. Uh, Sharp Angle Syndicate, again, those guys, uh, congrats to Smitty for getting in on that. That's huge for us, huge for him. That's all I have next week. We'll continue breaking down the NFL uh, playoffs. And uh, like we always say, bang your bookies, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.